Here it comes. And we're recording. Only thing getting murdered is that booty hole in that pen, pen joint, okay? Sorry about your luck. You're not going to have a store bag or an anus. Fuck them. Enjoy, enjoy that life sentence, buddy. You get that coming. What's going on today, guys? It's Don. Can I you live from the Panelwood Mansion? Joined today by Damien. Hi, how are you? And Brandon Joyle. What's up, bitches? Otherwise known as Bundy. Not entirely sure why. Why are you called Bundy? I don't know. My grandma gave it to me when I was born, so. Okay. Grandma knows the secret. I'm going to have to ask her. Before, it was because Married with Children was a popular TV show at the time, so. <laughs> Al Bundy, that's the reason? That's great. Yes, exactly, yes. And I imagine Josh is Buddha because he resembles the Hindu deity. I guess so, yeah. He's round, <laughs> but sexy. He's got that going for him. Before we get into anything else, we're going to talk about some things. I have one main thing, I guess, that everyone seems to be talking about right now. It's Baker Mayfield facing criticism about his comments on ex-head coach Hugh Jackson, who now plays for division rival, or coaches, for the division rival Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Mayfield, I guess, was upset because Hugh Jackson pretended, so he says, to be all about the Browns, the Browns, the guys in the locker room, the, the players, the coaches. He wanted them to win for him. Uh, he gets fired, goes immediately to a division rival. Uh, it happens pretty often in the NFL. It's really not that uncommon. But Baker apparently is upset by it. Uh, Damian Woody was on TV, and he told Baker Mayfield his immature and needed to grow up. He uh, used an example that Baker Mayfield transferred from Texas Tech to Oklahoma, who are rivals from the same division in college. Um, if you know about Baker Mayfield from Texas Tech, they were not going to offer him a scholarship, so he left because of that. Which I guess makes sense. Um, going to Oklahoma, obviously, I'm sure was at least in some ways a jab at Texas Tech. But uh, Baker hopped on Twitter immediately and I uh, retweeted, said, not even comparable. I didn't lose 30 plus games, be fake, and then do that. I wasn't going to have a scholarship from Texas Tech. Good try, though, buddy. And a lot of people are saying it's immature. It's, it's stupid to be on Twitter like that as a franchise quarterback. I... Not so much. I don't think it's actually that bad that he commented. I don't understand the uproar that comes. Like, so the my issue is Damian Woody fired back today on on the whole deal. He, uh, I don't know, pretty much told them that he can have his fake rampage or whatever, but not to come at him, Damian Woody. Uh which in my mind doesn't make any sense to me, seeing as you get paid to have takes. That's your, I mean, that's your job is to have takes on people. So for him, for Baker Mayfield to get offended by your take and then to respond, I don't understand why you have an issue with that, I guess. Like if you can't take the heat, get the fuck out of the kitchen, you know, kind of deal. Yeah. You can't I, I, expect to commentate on people's lives and personal choices without some someone else saying you're wrong. That's just right. the way 
life in the social media era goes anymore. If you have an opinion, there's someone out there who thinks you're an idiot. And especially on the internet, they're not as afraid to tell you that. Right. So it, it happens all the time. It's not the fact that Baker's immature. It's the fact that this is the day and age that we live in now. That's just how it is. Professional athlete or dude who bags groceries, you know, three shifts a week, they all can get on the internet and say whatever they want. Yeah, I don't, I don't really have an issue with any of Baker's comments, really. It also, I mean, it just in my mind shows how much he didn't like Hugh Jackson to begin with. Well, what his comment, because his comments were like, now we have people we believe in making or calling the plays or whatever. I don't yeah. know. I, and that's fine. You don't have to like your head coach, but to be mad at Hugh Jackson for taking a job. That's a little ridiculous. I mean, yeah, it is a division rival, but at the same time, you know, you that's what you do. You need a job. Someone offered you one and you can turn it down for moral reasons. No, this is business. You're going to go. You're going to do what you have to do. You're going to make money. Yeah. Is he Jackson of putts? Absolutely. I think he was our putts of the week like four times. Yeah, of course he is. But him going to Cincinnati isn't a shot at anybody. He was offered a job. He took it. Here's an example. Baker Mayfield, it won't happen right away, but Baker Mayfield gets cut by the Browns and the fucking Bengals offer him a a contract. He's going to take it if that's the only offer out there. Yeah, you know, if the, I mean, it's all about money at this point. I mean, not that I don't know. I don't know if Hugh's getting paid to be the special assistant over there. Pretty sure he's just getting paid by the Browns, and the job he's got now is kind of for free. But I, I'm that, not sure that, that may be wrong. But don't don't quote me on that, obviously. But Bundy, any thoughts <laughs> on that? I mean, personally, I don't really give a shit about Baker Mayfield's comments. I mean, he, I I kind of understand where he's coming from. Um. I can get why you'd be upset about your old coach going to a division rival, obviously. But, I mean, man's got to eat, you know? So, I mean, I know Hugh Jackson's not down to his, like, last $5. But, I mean, if you're offered a job, I mean, you're kind of obviously going to take it unless you – I mean, I guess – if I was Baker Mayfield, I'd be more upset if, like, Hugh Jackson didn't have any ties previously to Marvin Lewis. Like, if they never coached together before, ever. And yeah. all of a sudden, Hugh Jackson just like, yeah, I go to the Bengals. Yeah, I'd probably be pretty upset about that. But then, at the same time, I do get where Baker, May- where Baker Mayfield's coming. I mean, he was literally just in the locker room with the Browns, what, last week, two weeks ago? And now he's in a division opponent mock room like two weeks later. So I also get like both sides. But I mean, to say that Baker Mayfield's immature for his actions, I think is just kind of stupid. I, I feel like I feel like they're they're grilling him too much about it because of the fact, you know, that's how Baker is. You know, he's not afraid to confront an issue or talk about something that bothers him or what he thinks is trash. So, I mean, to go out and say that what <clears throat> what he's doing is childish or, or immature it just seems to be a little bit of a reach, if you ask me. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, what I think, I think a part of what he doesn't like and what 
the rest of the guys in Cleveland probably don't like would be when Hugh Jackson got fired, he went on this fucking tour of, you know, uh, talk shows talking about how he, he wasn't the issue in Cleveland, how Baker wasn't his quarterback, all that, all that stuff. Oh yeah. Cause I'm sure fucking he wasn't drooling on his nuts pre-draft. Well, he, he said like he would have picked, he really liked Carson Wentz, I think was one of his comments. He would have picked Carson Wentz, but he wasn't allowed to pick Carson Wentz and all. He just went on a whole thing about how that it's not me guys. It's not my fault. It's, it's the, it's the front office's fault. It's not my fault. I, I had nothing to do with why the Browns were bad. And then he's he, one of his comments was like, yeah, people or you go, zero and 16 and one and 15 and people forget that you can coach or something like that was one of his comments. Like, eh. well, I don't know, man. Well, it's, I mean, it's when you go two and 30 when people yeah. start to question it. I mean, two when and- you, when you make comments like that and, you know, going on every talk show and saying, I'm not the problem. I, I would have done this with these players and this and that. And like, I mean, I can understand why Baker Mayfield would be very pissed off about it. Cause I mean, you don't get fired and then just start throwing fucking everyone under the bus. Yeah. You're the head coach. You either fix it or you get fired. Simple as that. I mean, yeah, you didn't have the choice or you didn't draft Carson Wentz, but I mean, you can't just turn around and start throwing everybody under the bus because right. you're a terrible head coach. I mean, there's there's no two ways around it. You're, you're a bad head coach. Yeah. There's enough. Yeah, there's enough of a track record to – there's enough yeah. evidence to prove that he's a bad head coach. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's like the same shit with EJ Manuel that we talked about. Yeah. You sucked. You're pissed that someone else is getting signed. But yet, we know our track record that you suck. Yeah. So why yeah. the fuck would we sign It's you? like, just because someone else got signed doesn't mean that you don't still suck. You Hugh still Jackson suck. literally only has a job with the Bengals because he knew Marvin Lewis for however long until he took the head coaching job with the Browns. The only reason why he has a job there. That's just the way it works. People yep. like familiarity. He's familiar with Hugh Jackson. Brought him in. They're struggling. Plus, he might have thought that uh, he knew a little something about the the Browns. Turns out, didn't didn't matter at all. Apparently, does not. Apparently, does not. That offense was clicking for a while, and it slowed down towards the end. I didn't really see the end of the game, but yeah, yeah, I'm I'm <sighs> not uh, I'm not big on the Baker Mayfield train, to be honest with you. He won two straight games against some of the league's worst worst defenses, and he threw for. 80 yards under average they allow. Why am I impressed? He played, I mean, he played well, but against terrible teams. Like the 28th and 30th ranked defenses. It's not that impressive. Yeah, but uh, I think part of that is Sam Darnold's also played shitty defenses, and he's been awful. Oh, Josh Rosen is better than Sam Darnold, though. He's way more athletic than Sam Darnold is. In my opinion, I think he's better. Right. And I don't think anybody's drew I don't to say that people are drooling over Baker Mayfield, it's just like look at what the third round or the third pick was is doing, throwing like fourteen picks. Yeah. Look what Josh Rosen puts up every week with his, you know, nine nine for twenty seven for hundred and twenty seven yards, a touchdown awesome. and three picks. 
That's yeah. just the kind of stat lines he tosses out there. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, Baker, I think, is one of the better quarterbacks drafted. I'd like to give Josh Allen another couple years see what he does, but yeah, he's. I don't know. I just I see a lot on the internet of people talking about how he's the future, and I just think it's too early. Look at Carson Wentz. Is you know that MVP shoe in season, knee injury the following year, total pile horse shit. One year, it does not encapsulate your career. So, I mean, for me, it's definitely uh, keep that at an arm's length when it comes to Baker Mayfield until he proves to me he can actually do something. If he goes into New England and beats them or some shit, I'll be like, all right, kid can ball. Even then, I mean, it's just a rookie. It's a rookie campaign. That's it. Yeah, you gotta. It's gotta be. It's all about. What he does next year and the year after that. Yeah. We also have to take into account, <clears throat> sorry, that winning in the NFL isn't easy. No. Regardless of who you play. Yeah, but winning in the NFL isn't a one person thing either. Yeah, True. but it you it's really hard to win the NFL, obviously. Mm-hmm. So to come into an organization that is a dumpster fire. And what did they even win a game last year? I don't really care. Did they win a game last year? No, one. No. Was no, it only sixteen last year? Yeah, only sixteen last year. Sorry. So, but then again, he also taking account that he's won four games, correct? Yes. He's won all four games, and he's also what? Two ties, one tie, two one. ties, or overtime losses, two overtime losses, and a tie. Yeah. He is also a field goal kicker away from being, what, 7-6? and six? The San Diego Chargers were a field goal kicker away from being the number two seed in the AFC last year. I know. But I'm saying, like, I mean, he has brought the team to – and what I'm saying is, is he is good enough to make his team win. Oh, absolutely. You can bring him down the field to set up a field goal to win the game, but then the kicker fucks him over, you know? Yeah, Chase I, Daniels good enough to win games. I mean, I just, from what I see at a Baker Mayfield, he's a game manager. He is athletic. He's also polarizing and immature. So we'll I, think to call him a, I think to call him a game manager is a little... Maybe I'm sliding him. him. You are sliding him a bit. Game managers don't throw four touchdowns no matter what the defense they're facing is. I bet Alex Smith had a couple games where he threw four or five tutters. Four or five? No, I doubt it. Alex Smith? I bet you I bet you he's thrown four or five oh. touchdowns a few times. Donald. Yeah. Baker Mayfield, a rookie. 2,242 yards, 17 touchdowns, seven interceptions, a QB rating of 93.2. Pretty good. Yeah, he's absolutely respectable. I just, I'm not going to jump on and say that he's a fantastic quarterback just yet. I want to see what he does next year. I want to see how he finishes this year. I'm just wondering where you thought, where did we get this idea that if people are saying that he's an excellent quarterback now? I think he's a good rookie quarterback. He's the best rookie quarterback in his class so far. Other than yeah. that, I it's a little early. I also think you have to take into account the Browns have, like, in the offseason with the draft and free agency, they did a lot to bring in talent. 
So this is not the dumpster fire of two years ago, Cleveland Browns. They have some they have some guys who can play. Nick Chubb, tremendous running game, takes a lot of pressure off of him. Jarvis Landry's had an okay year. Still a good threat. You still have to cover him. I mean, if this means anything and to Joku's you. Joku's had a couple good games. I mean, it, it, he has talent, is what I'm saying. Alex uh, Smith has thrown four touchdowns in a game. Figured that. I'll look at the five, though. Yeah, it was a shootout against New England. I don't know about five. How much is Matthew Stafford getting paid a year? Too much. Way too much. Well, what's the actual number? 27 a year? Something not, like that. A, not a year, I wouldn't imagine. Baker, Baker Mayfield has so. a faster rating than him this year so far. Yeah, so does Case Keenum. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, like Baker Mayfield, who's a rookie, is putting up better numbers than Matt Stafford, who's been in the league for how long and is making twenty plus million dollars a year. Yeah, well, I mean, Jared Goff's still in a rookie contract, and I mean, he's obviously not the second coming of Christ, but I mean, no. he's going to be a good quarterback. Don't don't get me wrong. I like Baker Mayfield. I like that the Browns don't suck. It's actually interesting now. If they're playing like the Steelers, you might tune in. You know what I mean? But I don't know. I just and to bring see back, a lot of good and a lot of bad. But then and, again, he is a rookie. And to go back to your own point that the NFL is a team game. Like the kicker fucked him. Defense has fucked him. I mean, there's many things that go into it that. Baker Mayfield is a good quarterback, but he's not like Jesus Christ, you know? Yeah, no, I don't think he'll bust. I just don't think he'll ever be that upper echelon quarterback. He won't be a Drew Brees. He won't be an Andrew Luck. He won't be that guy. He's not throwing 40 tires. Well, I mean, he's thrown 17. Yeah. Next year, I could see him throwing 34. Potentially. I can see him throwing a 40. It could happen. It could happen, I guess. You also got to take into account that he can also hurt you on the, with his feet. So, I mean. I just like the way he plays. Yeah, he's fun to watch. Um, you know. Alex Smith has thrown five touchdowns in a game. 2013 versus Oakland. They won 56-31 to 31 and he threw five touchdowns. And had a perfect passer rating of 158.3. Yikes. I don't think he threw for that many yards, though. Let me look. Probably like 350. Nope. 287. Wow. Anyway. Who's the running back? Is that Jamal Charles in 13? Yeah. Yeah, he must have had a big day. Anyway, move on from that. Um, I will say very excited to watch Baker Mayfield play the next season or two. And see what he does. But in my own personal opinion, I think he's going to be that 20 touchdown, 11 pick, middle of the road guy who doesn't lose for you, but he ain't going to bring you to the Super Bowl either. We'll see. Uh, Blake Bortles benched Jacksonville. Also, offensive coordinator was fired. Who's that? The fuck Nathaniel that? Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett. That's his name. I was going to say Nathaniel Hawthorne. <laughs> I think he's like a Revolutionary War era. <laughs> I think you're right. Okay. But yeah, Daniel Hackett. Um, people uh people questioning it. I don't know why. Uh Blake Bortles wasn't that good last year. Fool's gold. At yeah. three and eight. 
I wouldn't question any sort of move right now. No. Shame on no. Tom Coughlin for leaving him in past week five. Yeah. Shame on Tom Coughlin for not getting a quarterback. Yeah, shame on the Jags front office for doing absolutely nothing in free agency. I mean, what are you doing? You're obviously in a rebuilding era. We figured that out by week three because you suck. Okay. The the Jags fandom refuses to admit that their defense is dog shit. And admit, you know, it's not dog shit, but it's definitely not what it was last year. You also have taken into account that when they're on the field for like 99% of the game, I mean, you can't really call it's just like the Broncos this year. They've had a, a few bad games. They get gashed. It's like, yeah, well, they're on the field constantly. Literally, the the Jaguars and the Broncos are are honestly very similar. They're, they're a quarterback away from being, you know, very good football teams. Yeah, yeah. I think Denver has more offensive weapons outside of like Leonard Fournette than J- the Jags do personally. I think I think the Jags could use some more offensive weapons. Yeah, they could use a a number one wide receiver, a sure cut. <clears throat> number one wide receiver but yeah and if it wasn't bad enough that the quarterback's getting benched and the offensive coordinator's gone Leonard Fournette's suspended for a game for fighting why are you fighting you just got back I never understood punching with a helmet on what are we doing you just never. saving face it's one it's one of the things where like I, I think it's just like tempers are are just way too high in Jacksonville. I mean, you're three and eight. You come off a year where you literally lose to Tom Brady, and you're a one away from going to the Super Bowl. And to turn around and come back and be three and eight. I mean, obviously, things like that are going to happen. Yeah, so, I'm mean, not happy. I I understand like where it's coming from, especially when you lose the Bills. I mean, that's tough. The Bills are. I don't know what to think about the Bills even. The Bills, honest, yeah. Bills have a sneaky good defense. They do, and they're much they're. Sorry, they're a much better team offensively when Josh Allen's at quarterback. Like Josh Allen, when he is like maybe next year, maybe even the year after, he the Bills are going to be something to keep an eye on, especially if they can somehow maybe pull a couple strings to get Le'Veon Bell next year. Something. Sean McCoy is getting old. I don't foresee him being with the Bills much longer. So I mean, if the do Bill, if the Bills do somehow land Le'Veon Bell, I could see them being a, a playoff team. Can you imagine if Andrew Luck had Le'Veon Bell? Le'Veon yeah. Bell with Colts with that offensive line. I, I that offense that. is already really good. I mean, I wouldn't because my favorite like, team plays Andrew in the Lux, EFC, but kind of would. Through Andrew Luck's career, he, he literally never had an offensive line. No, no. Or a remotely decent defense. I just talked about this with someone on Facebook where they're talking about Aaron Rodgers running for his life. So that's not a good excuse. Aaron Rodgers has had five-plus Pro Bowl offensive linemen. Andrew Luck's had one. Don't give and me that shit. To... To think that if Le'Veon Bell goes to the Colts next year, you can expect me to punch a ticket for them to go straight to the Super Bowl. Hey, well, they'd, they'd definitely be a force. The thing 100%. is, though, is like Tom Brady's not getting younger. You don't know about Gronk. 
Gronk is. Yeah, I think he's done, yeah. honestly. And then you got, you know, I'm going to say. I mean, you got Patrick Mahomes, obviously, but I mean, he tend he I, likes to. And that's another situation where it's his first starting year. We don't know if that same Mahomes is going to show up next year. Hopefully. He could technically have a sophomore slump, if you want to call it that, considering he didn't start last year. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. He might be the next fucking Drew Brees, too. We don't know. It's his first starting year. I mean, to go, I mean, it'd be pretty ridiculous to be 12 games into the season, 11 games in the season for him. They're 11 games in, and he's thrown 37 touchdown passes. To think that he's not going to be, you know, somewhere near 30 next year is, I don't know. I, I mean, no. it's, it's possible. It's possible. I'm He's bringing right back to the Carson Wentz argument. Well, you you can think of it this way. Yeah, he can throw for thirty plus touchdowns, but he can also have twenty or thirty plus turnovers. Yeah, yeah. If you've I, watched yeah. him in recent weeks, at yeah, least like, the last couple weeks, he's had a couple really bad turnovers. Like the Rams, very reminiscent of the Texas Tech days. If Patrick Mahomes doesn't turn the ball over six times, they slaughter the Rams. Oh yeah, big time. But he did. Yeah, you can put up thirty touchdowns, but you can also have twenty, thirty plus turnovers, and then you're like Brett Favre. Just you're basically yeah. hurting the team. Yeah, you're yeah. like Brett Favre. Brett Favre's got a mustard colored jacket. Yeah. For every two touchdowns you throw, throw a pick. Throw a pick in there. <laughs> Third and long, bomb it downfield, get picked off. It's basically a punt. You know. Throw six or touchdowns, have four back picks. Back up on your own five, drop back, don't scramble or tuck the ball, and just throw a pick six. <laughs> Hashtag Texas Tech Ra- 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 Raiders. <laughs> Sorry, I think I was having a stroke. Texas Tech Red Raiders. Because he was good in college. The shootout he had with Baker Mayfield at Oklahoma was a great game. But he likes to turn the ball over. And that might be his Achilles heel going on down. We don't know. I think he just is more willing to go for it, if that makes like well, there's he's, he's gonna be he's risky for sure. Yeah. He's willing to take a risk. He's really which is something that Andy Reid's offense hasn't had with Alex Smith. Oh no, absolutely not. Alex Smith, the defender brushes him on the backside. He, He's like Peyton Manning in his last two years, just Crumbles. tuck it and fall down. Yep. Or fumble it. But yeah. I mean, just think if Patrick Mahomes does do that, would he even be even better? Considering he's not turning the ball over. He maybe. Like if he if, if he doesn't take the chances. Also, if he doesn't take those chances, does he have ten fewer touchdowns than he does right now? Well, 10 fewer touchdowns could mean, you know, 10 more football games that you want. could mean five more losses. It could. That's some close games. They only beat Denver by seven points and four points. Definitely double-edged short, but, I mean, if you consider the fact he doesn't turn the ball over as much, I mean, just take it and throw it out of bounds instead of trying to yeah, but, whip it downfield. Yeah, you got to find that sweet spot between game manager and prolific passer. You don't want to be Alex Smith. You also really don't want to be Case Keenum. Right. You're just throwing it around. You know why I like everybody. Patrick Mahomes? Because sounds like Kermit the Frog. Yeah, that too. But I like him because he turns the ball over five times, but still gets me 39 fantasy points. That's what yeah. I like about Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, 
What's not to like about that? Yeah, you can't hate on that. But if we're talking about Blake Bortles and the Jags, they're a dumpster fire. They got to figure it out. They need a quarterback. Yeah, uh, get, get a the boat's not the answer. Oh, don't get me wrong. I love Blake Bortles. Love As a, yeah, I like his personality. As a dude, love yeah. him. Uh, quarterback. And yeah. Maybe it's yeah. time to hit the start working construction, start ripping cigs. Yeah. <laughs> you might as well. <laughs> oh, drink a 12 pack of Bush Heavy a night. Lose my figure. Be all right. I don't know. He could probably make it as a backup somewhere for a while. I think someone will. If the Jags do end up releasing him, he'll play somewhere. Yeah. And he'll start. Maybe he just needs to change the scenery. Maybe. Yeah. There's teams out there that could use him. You think Andy Reid could do something with Blake Bortles? Yeah. Andy Reid could do something with me. <laughs> Don gets three there. touchdowns a game with Andy Reid as his yeah. coach. Just a dump pass to Kareem Hunt. Yeah, yeah I could do that. I'd like to think I could do that, but... Yeah, I couldn't, though. No. <laughs> no, in all reality, Von Miller would crunch my spine, and I would uh, be a vegetable. Fuck that. My lower body's too strong. I'm breaking out of that shit and fucking zing it 70 yards downfield for a touchdown. You're, you're breaking out of a blindside sack from Von Miller. Strong. <laughs> strong. Are you, though? Too strong. Big Ben can't. You can? Too strong. <laughs> ben, Big Ben's a... A pussy, you know it. Big Ben's yeah. got he's right. got bad legs. He's yeah. fucking, yeah. He's fucking All right. a lot of life left. So apparently Bundy is tougher than Von Miller. Shout out Von Miller We're calling you out here live. Fly up to the fly fly up to Rochester, Minnesota. Quick uh bare knuckle boxing match. Oh fuck that. Give me on the field and I'll fucking <laughs> have him run. We'll Bye. run some tackling I'm drills. Dang it. Meet me at John Marshall. We're doing the Oklahoma drill. You got to pick a hole and see if you can get by him. Ooh, fuck. Guarantee he takes your head off. Oklahoma drill is my jam. Like, literally, he would kill you before you rolled onto your side. I don't know. In Rochester, I'm pretty known for the Oklahoma drill, so. In Rochester. I tried, oh. I tried to set up an Oklahoma drill in the kitchen, and no one decided to show up at 9.30 a.m., so. I think Toyd would probably cake you, to be honest. Fuck. <laughs> Had a motherfucker on the ground. Too strong. Toy didn't even finish his corn dog before he caked you. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna lie. When I was when I was in football, my biggest uh, my favorite drill was the plank drill. Yes. Big fan of the plank drill. That's what you should do, Bunny. You and Von Miller plank drill. Oh, you're dead. What is he? Six two, two sixty five, pure muscle. Just gotta stay. How tall are you, Bundy? Six one. Oh, yeah. Stay low. Stay low. Yeah. Get under. Stay, him. stay lower than the uh, first round overall draft pick. Yeah. Who, uh, yeah, you're you're pretty low. who hasn't had less than eleven sacks his entire career? And get pretty low. <laughs> Man, my stats trying to get pretty low. Anyway. He charges you. You cut block him. <laughs> Tears ACL. I mean, I wasn't a starting center slash. Left tackle for no reason, so. Yeah, in a Division Eight uh, high school team in the UP. Fuck. He played 5A. <laughs> probably won state single-handedly. But you're right. You could probably beat him. Yeah, yeah, no problem. He bench presses your body weight one-handed, but you could probably well, beat him. I had D1 offers across the board. I just had too many concussions. I didn't want to risk it. 
CTE is no joke. Fuck no. <laughs> Shout out Wes Welker. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That was in poor taste. All right. Before, on, uh, before we move on to week 12, our week, yeah, our week 12 results or whatever. Yeah. Let me just cover some. It was a big week for injured reserve. The IR claimed a few people this week. Oh, yeah. Andy Dalton, thumb injury. Good news for me. On the IR. Jack Doyle, kidney injury. On the IR. Marvin Jones Jr., knee injury. On the IR. And Jeff Howerman, Broncos, all-star tight end. (laughs) On the IR. (laughs) I think Emmanuel Sanders had more catches last night. He's had his whole career, but... Whatever. Right. You're right. All-star for sure. Hey, I'll tell you what. I don't hear anybody bitching about being on the IR. No. Can't get hurt when you're already on it. Yeah. Still making money. Yeah. Yeah. uh, What I love is Andy Dalton on the IR, not because I wish him ill, but because Denver has to win out and they play Cincinnati next week. Let's be honest. The Bengals have a better chance of winning with Driscoll at quarterback than they did with Dalton. Let's just say Jeff Driscoll's <laughs> probably going to get an involuntary colonoscopy in the form of Von Miller's veiny dick. That's aggressive, but yeah. It's aggressive, but Very probably aggressive. true. And Bradley Chubb is going to check out his throat with Maybe. his equally veiny dick. <laughs> Vascular dicks. It's the go. altitude. Vascular dicks up there in Denver. <laughs> anyway... Anyway, moving on to week 12. Quick hits on these games. I'll go through them. Starting from the top. You got Chicago Bears going to Detroit. Chase Daniel, eight-year career, three touchdowns. Two of them this weekend against the Lions. That sucks. 23-16 Bears. Redskins going to Dallas. May as well have brought a longbow to a gunfight. The Cowboys win 31-23. Falcons at the Saints. Drew Brees can beat the Falcons with half an effort, and the Saints win 31-17. Giants go to Philadelphia to play the Eagles. Two-part question. Eli Manning sucks and go fuck yourself. Giants lose 25-22. Jags go to Buffalo. Bills Mafia back on the bandwagon. Bills win 24-21. Seattle at Carolina. West Coast to the East Coast. Panthers should have skipped on the popcorn. Five fumbles. Lose by 3-30-27. Raiders go to Baltimore. John Gruden looks like the kind of guy that would hassle teenage girls at a food court. And Ravens win 34-17. Niners at the Bucks, 12 people in the stands. Jameis doesn't turn the ball over. Hashtag stage fright. Bucks win 27-6. Browns go to Cincinnati, play Hugh Jackson's Bengals. Baker tosses his dong in Hugh's face and looks good against the worst defense in the NFL. Who cares? Browns win 35-20. Pats go to the Jets. The new Sony fuck station bangs the Jets right back into submission. Pats win 27-13. Cardinals travel to L.A. to play the Chargers. Cardinals still suck more dick than a Tijuana hooker on nickel beer night. Chargers win 45-10. Steelers at the Broncos. Big Ben can't grope his way out of mile high. Steelers lose 24-17. Dolphins at Colts. Andy Dufresne luck crawling his way out of the Shawshank 500 club. Colts win 27-24, moved to 6-5 on the year. Packers at Minnesota. Although Cousin Fucking is popular in Wisconsin, Packers fall to the Vikings 24-17. Hey, Aaron, it's not your fault. Titans at Texans. Go figure. Tight end isn't as good as a running back. Phantom fumble fucks him. Houston wins 34-17. I went 11-4 this week. I'm pretty proud of that. I went 12-3 this week. 11-4. 
Um, if you guys want to know, I have our season-long stats. Yeah, we're, we're, I hope I'm above 500 at this point. Uh, yeah. Nice. Um, I am not winning in winning percentage, just in wins. Bundy's winning in winning percentage. Like, yeah. Show up late uh, and try to get in on the stats. It's cute. Anyway, <laughs> Bundy's 95 and 44 this year. Uh, Don, you're 105 and 69 and two. 69. And I'm 112, 63 and two. Not a big deal. So I'm losing by seven. Yeah. Not bad. And then Bundy's the just 10 the games behind you. Percentage, so. Percentage is all that matters. Percentage is good. You, you, you're good on the pick-ems. I'm not going not gonna to doubt you on that. You ever had a bad week, Bundy? Mm, you finished 500 like once. Yeah, maybe. But... Also, last week, Bundy, you said you'd take Tariq Cohen over Melvin Gordon, and Gordon outscored him. 2018. Happens. 20 to 18. Yeah, you yeah. outscored him by a bunch. Yeah. Piss poor call, buddy. Two whole fantasy points. I said that that was going to be her. He was, and he is. He is now. And my, yeah, fantasy, well. my fantasy season, if he doesn't come back in the next in the three two. weeks, is not good. Yeah, I went from a... Uh, Luckily... In one league to literally probably going to miss playoffs now. <laughs> what league are you talking about? Uh, I'm in a league at work, a free one. Oh, gotcha. uh, the underagers. Second place. <laughs> Melvin Gordon is my uh, premier back, and uh, I don't have anyone to replace him. So. I, uh, I have, Luckily for me, the league I have Melvin Gordon and I have first place locked up, so I have a first-round bye. So I just got to get through. I got to get through this week. And then next week I'll have a bye, and then I need him back. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm screwed. Let's move on to the uh, must start, must sit for week 13. Or do you want to review oh, we last review. week? We got to review 12. Yeah. Um. No, I did okay. You were four and four. Yeah. I uh, started must-star QB. Uh, Joe Flacco didn't play, so we'll go back to my initial Drew Brees, which is always a good call. It's kind of a cop-out, but four touchdowns. Uh, running back had Philip Lindsay against the Steelers. He had 110 yards and a tutter, 17 points. I said start Michael Thomas, thinking Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, how can you go wrong? Uh, well, apparently you can, because Michael Thomas had seven points. Uh, I had Kittle off a of bye week. Uh, he got 11 points, which is all right. I must sit Stafford against the Bears' defense. That was a good call. He only got five PPR points in my league. Some leagues he had seven. I said sit at Aaron Jones against the Vikings. Apparently the Vikings didn't feel like stopping him that day. He had 18 points. I said sit Keenan Allen against the Cards. He ended up with 20. I said sit Jordan Reed. And uh, he ended up with 13. So really I was like three and five. Because 13 points ain't bad. No, for a sit? Yeah. That's not good. For a tight end, I get 13 points and tell people to sit him. I, I got that marked as a not good. You're you okay. So uh, the way I had your four and four was Drew Brees was a good call. Lindsey was a good call. Kittle was a good call. 
and Stafford was a good call. It'd be your four. Oh, there. Tom, Thomas, Allen, and Reed were bad. Thomas, Aaron Jones, Allen, and Reed. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. All right, that makes sense then. So five hundred, about average. I was five and three. Uh, Russell Wilson had twenty-one points. Said stardom. Mark Ingram and the entire Saints offense didn't have a good game, except for like random Austin Carr and wide receivers I've never heard of had good games. But uh, yeah, uh, what you call Alvin Kamara didn't do well. Mark Ingram didn't do well. Drew Brees was eh, twenty points is good. I was hoping for better. Kind of screwed me in the league that he only got twenty. Um, but yeah, Mark Ingram at eight. That was a bad call. Kenny Galladay said start him versus Chicago. He had 14. Uh, Cameron Braid had 11. My must sits. I said sit the Sean Watson versus Tennessee. Tennessee decided not to play any defense yesterday, and he had 29 points. I said sit Isaiah Crowell. He had nine. Larry Fitzgerald had 11. I said sit Jimmy Graham. He had five. Yeah, so I was five and three on that one. I'm going to say I won 6-2. and two. I do a start Kirk Cousins. He had 27. I said to start Zeke, who had 25. Nah, actually, uh, I'll go 5-3. and three. I forgot about this one. I said to start DeAndre Hopkins, who had 12. And I went back to the old Eric Ebon train, who uh, made me not look like an asshole this week, and he got a uh, 21. And I said to sit Trubisky. I didn't know if he was going to be hurt or not at the time. Turned out he didn't start, so he got zero points. I said to sit Terry Cohen, who had 20. And I said to sit Keenan Allen, who had 20. And I said to sit Greg Olson, who had three. I started most of those players. You just listed off. He did shitty. So Happens. Should have listened to you. That's on me. Bye, be homie. Stay true. That's all me. All me, go, for me, for me for real. No, 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 no. It's not your fault. No, it's not your fault. All right? It's not your fault. It's not your fault. That's every Green Bay Packers fan sending mail to Aaron Rodgers. It's not you, buddy. You're still awesome. Who cares if you've never won a game going into the fourth quarter trailing by a team with a winning record? Who cares? Of course not. It's only 40 games. Stop it. He's Donovan McNabb with a better QBR. Get off my nuts. Anyway, do you want to get into week 13 now or what? Yeah, you got them spreads. Oh, yeah. Oh, big time. All right, let's, let's do this thing. All right, starting off Thursday night, Saints are 10-1 and one at the Cowboys, 6-5. and five. Saints favored by 7.5, over under a 53. Saints should be favored by 17.5. Just kidding. It'll be, I think it'll be a decent game. I still think the Saints win, though. Well, 
Bundy? Yeah. You know, I'm going to continue to uh, go with the trend here of picking against the Cowboys and hopes they win because every time I've done it so far, it's worked out. I don't think it'll do that this week, but you can. Yeah, try. but regardless, the Saints are fucking wagon. So, I mean, hard to pick against them regardless. But, you know, flashbacks to a few years ago when the Cowboys were, you know, what, four and five? And the uh, Saints were 13 and 0. Cowboys beat them. In New Orleans. So that's just something to think about. Just something to think about. Try to pick the Saints. All right. I got the Saints, and I got them covering. Yeah. As for the over-under, though, I don't know if it's going to hit. Do you think it'll hit 53, guys? No. I'd hammer the under. 53. I think the Saints probably win, like, 27-17. Depends. It happens. The Cowboys' yeah, defense got... is not a bad defense. I don't, and they're playing at home. I don't think it'll go over that. You'll see. I hope. I hope Michael Thomas has a bounce back week. I need him. Yeah, I need him too. Alvin Kamara too. But uh, with that, we'll move into Sunday, 1 p.m. Bears eight and three at Giants three and eight. Bears are favored by four and a half. An over/under is not has not been established as of when I wrote this down today. Hmm. You know, I'm gonna go risky on this one. You're gonna say the Giants? No, I'm gonna say the Bears. I'm not an idiot. Giants suck. Two-part question: Eli Manning sucks, and go fuck yourself. Still true. Bears win. Only the only interesting fold to this story is Trubisky is probably not going to play. So if the Giants do get an offense rolling against the Bears' defense, it could get bad quick. Well, for me, it all depends on if Trubisky plays or not. He's not going to. 90% are not going to play. I feel like the Giants are going to win. I feel like they're not, though, because the Eagles just have sucked all the dicks, and they still lost to them. Yeah, but they still have Carson Wentz. Yeah, but Carson Wentz has like ten touchdowns this year. Chase Daniels. So there's that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Chase Daniels did just fine against the Lions. The Eagles, yeah. the Giants' defense is no better. I don't know. It's tough. I mean, so- if the Giants did manage to win, I wouldn't be shocked without Trubisky. Yeah. But I, I just think the Bears' defense is good enough. To bolster him for a win. Still picking Bears, but... Yeah. I'm also... Picking the Bears. I think the Bears can win on defense alone. Uh, that that offensive line in... In New York is not good. And the Bears defense line... Not bad. Pretty good, pretty, yeah. Pretty good. Um... I think I think Odell and Barkley are going to have decent enough days to play them in fantasy. Obviously, those are your I mean those are your your top guys, the only guys on the Giants that you should be playing that I could think of unless maybe you're starting Shepard as a flex, but I wouldn't this week, I don't know. Um, but I think the Bears like I said defense their defense alone can win this game. Especially if Manning, if they have put some pressure on Manning, Manning fumbles, Manning throws a pick six, 
How about Eddie Jackson? Five pick sixes since he uh, joined the league, leads the league. The second place is, has two. I mean, guy's an animal. Yeah. Fifth round pick at Alabama. No big deal. Yeah. I think the Bears, they need Something to win like it. Defense. They need a defensive score or at least a few turnovers. Yeah. I think he was but. a fifth round. I could be wrong on the fifth round pick thing, but he's a mid mid round pick. Okay. Ravens, six and five at Falcons, four and seven. Baltimore's favored by one over under a forty nine. Hmm. I like the Ravens defense. I will I'm gonna add a stipulation. Okay. If Joe Flacco plays, Ravens win. If Joe Flacco does not play, Falcons win at home. I'd say I'm in the same boat. Yeah, Lamar Jackson is not impressive. He's not terrible. He's not impressive. Falcons can Mm -hmm. put up a lot of points in a very short amount of time. He's shown us that he can run the ball, which is obviously what we all knew, but throwing the ball is uh, questionable. Yeah. So I'll say that. I'll take the Ravens if Joe Flacco starts. I'll take the Falcons otherwise. I, too, am in the same boat, so. I'm just going to pick Baltimore. I don't care what happens. No stipulations, Baltimore? No, Baltimore. uh, I think Baltimore's defense is too good for Atlanta's offense. Yeah. See what happens, though. I just think the Falcons are due for one. They're not a terrible football team. But, I mean, if if all the pieces were there, it wouldn't really even be a conversation. I want the Ravens to lose when it comes down to that wild card race for me personally. But if Flacco starts, I think they win. Fair enough. Um, Bills, four and seven at Dolphins, five and six. Dolphins are favored by five, over under 40. Dolphins favored by five. They're in Miami. Got a running game. That's a tough one, honestly. I'm going to take the Dolphins. I'm going to take the five points. But there's always that chance for the Bills to show up. I don't think they do, though. I think the Dolphins probably win. I'm also on on the Finns wagon this week. I'm not. I think Buffalo's defense is going to show up. And I think Josh Allen's going to show up. This Buffalo Bills team is much better with Josh Allen at quarterback. Um, I think this Bills defense is going to make Ryan Tannehill their bitch. And, yeah, Buffalo wins in a tight one. I respect that. Broncos 5-6 and six at Bengals 5-6. and six. Denver's favored by 4.5 over under a 43. First of the... all, hammer the under. Okay. okay. It'll be like a 17-10 game. Okay. Bengals win. Ooh. 
do they? I'm only saying that in hopes that I'm wrong. Okay. Bundy? I'm going to take the Broncos. Same. I think, right now. I think Philip Lindsay is going to run all over this fucking defense. Absolutely. I need I need a disclaimer. Okay. I'm 98% sure the Broncos are going to make the Bengals their own personal dick rag. Okay. Okay. But picked against them and they've been winning. I'm not going to stop it now. Fuck my record. Get that wild card spot. I'm going to say the Bengals win in hopes that I'm wrong. I mean, that's fair, because your record here literally means nothing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You're exactly right. Taking a page uh, out of my playbook, Donald, I like no, In all reality, I think the Broncos are a much better team than the Bengals are this year, collectively. I think their defense is a lot better. I think their offense is starting to groove after the bye week. They just knocked off two of the top teams in the AFC. One on the road and one at home. So, I'm not worried about Cincinnati. I, th- I think the bank- I think the Broncos win this by ten. So you're picking Cincinnati for the fandom. Yeah. Okay. All right. Me and Bundy are on Denver. You're on Cincinnati because you're a fan of Denver. Anyway, um, how about the ten and one Rams at the four and seven Lions? Rams are favored by ten. Over under fifty five. Wow. Um, fifty five. Uh and that's that's a wash. It's pretty close. I wouldn't probably even bet that game. I'm, I mean, the Rams obviously are going to win. Jared Goff is a tremendous quarterback. Matthew Stafford is not. I think, honestly, I would hammer the over here. I think Matt Stafford is going to have a little bit of a bounce back game. He's going to put up some points, but the Rams put up a lot more. I wouldn't be shocked if the Rams won by like like 42 to like 31, mm-hmm. something like that. Especially in Detroit. So, Rams win. Hammer the over. Stafford's kind of like the Titans this year, you know. We expect them to get blown out. They actually kind of put up a battle. Just like in, uh, just like when they played the Patriots. So, I mean, I feel like Stafford's going to have a little better week this week. Uh, I don't think the Rams' defense... On the back end, wise is as good. There's no. The Rams defense has given up a lot of points through the air. So I mean, Stafford's got ahead. If Stafford's got his head on straight, especially with a couple more days of rest, and I feel like I feel like the over would be a good option, and also. The fact that playing Stafford probably wouldn't be a terrible idea if you have to. But I'm still taking the Rams to win. Okay. Stipulation. Um, not on the, the – I have the Rams winning. I that There's no stipulation there. My stipulation's on the over. If on Johnson plays, I'm hammering the over. If he does not, they don't really have a run game. Well, I mean – the Garrett Blunt had a huge day last week. Yeah. I so don't he could see do it happen. again. He could, I guess. But I don't know. I think Carrion Johnson's more he how do I want to put this? He Yeah, and he's like more uh what is the word I'm looking for here? 
Elusive? No, 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 no. Um, handsome. He's more. He's definitely more handsome. He's not more consistent. He's. Uh, yeah. Because... You don't. You don't know what you're gonna. You don't know what the play is gonna be when he's in. If that like. Yeah. You. Garrett Blunt's not running a wheel route. Yeah. Well, Garrett Blunt's not catching the football most of the time. Carry on Johnson can get in there, run a wheel route, and he's. Uh, what is the word I'm looking for here, guys? X factor. Unpredictable. Unpredictable is the word I'm looking for. Absolutely, yeah. There it is. He's not, when, when, when the Garrett Blunt's in on a third and one or whatever, a third and two or third and three, like Garrett, if he gets the ball, he's running the ball. When Carryon Johnson's in, there's more of a question as to what's going to happen on the play. I guess I don't know. He's, but yeah, I think he's. I think they're a better offense when Carryon Johnson's in rather than when Garrett Blunt's in. Absolutely. So that's my that's my stipulation on the over. I would say that the Rams win. I don't know if they'll win by ten, and I would hammer the over if Carryon Johnson plays. Wow, that was a lot. I hope I can edit some of that out. <laughs> nah, fuck it, leave it. All right. Ah, Colts six and five at Jags three and eight. Uh, Indianapolis is here by four over under a 47 and a half. Uh, yeah. Colts. Yeah. Andrew Luck, three tutters, 400 yards, one pick. They win by, win by 13. Colts. Colts. No discussion. Jags are a dumpster fire. Colts. Yeah. Browns four six and one at Texans eight and three Texans favored by six over under forty seven and a half. I want to watch this game. Same. I won't get to, but I want to. I'm gonna say Houston. I think they continue the streak. I think JJ Watt and Jadavion Clowney, especially what they're doing lately, they let Jadavion Clowney line up in the defensive middle ground, the linebackers, and just charge whatever gap he wants. It's kind of nice. I think they get to him. I think he makes mistakes. I think Houston's on a roll, and they're a very good offensive team as well. So, Houston. Yeah, Houston. Houston, but I don't think – I think it'll be close. It might be closer than six points. It, could yeah, be. it could be. I'm not saying it will think, happen. Uh, I'm saying it could be. At the end I of would, the day, I think it's a turnover that decides what happens. Ultimately, would, this game could also be 6-3, realistically. So, I mean – yeah, I think the Browns put up more points than that, but but yeah. So everybody's on the Texans on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cards two and nine at the Packers four six and one. Green Bay is favored by fourteen points. Wow. For how they've been playing, I I I was surprised to see it. Yeah, I'm I'm a little shocked at that spread. I'm not shocked to see the Packers favored, obviously. I think they'll win, but I also want to warn Packers fans, just because you beat the Cardinals doesn't mean you're still in the playoff race, okay? You lost. It's over. Stop it. It's over with. You're going to get seven wins on the year max, considering you still have three very tough games coming up in the next five, and you might win one of those. 
So, at best, you're looking at a seven-win season. I think the Pack's win- Pack wins this one, but they still suck. Yep. So, don't get too excited. Yeah, Packers will win, but won't be nothing to brag about, that's for sure. I will pick the Packers, but will definitely be cheering for the Cardinals. 100%. Okay. Uh, Panthers six and five at Bucks four and seven. Panthers three by three and a half. This is the highest over under of the week at fifty six and a half. That's and fair. I think I think it'll hit it. Yeah, I think it'll be it'll close. Um, I like the Panthers. I think they're a lot better as a as a unit than the Buccaneers are. Buccaneers have some bright points, but I don't think it's enough to. To beat a team like the Panthers. Panthers are a confusing team. Uh, if anyone read the blog, I talked about the Panthers a little bit. But they have all this talent, but it's just not panning out quite as well. Uh, Greg Olson, obviously, has been a disappointment this year. But Christian McCaffrey and Cam Newton. Cam Newton's completing the highest percentage of passes he's ever completed. And Christian McCaffrey's been a juggernaut. So... I, I honestly think that Christian McCaffrey is going to explode. Cam Newton is going to have three, four touchdowns, a couple on the ground maybe, and the Bucks are not going to be able to keep up with that kind of offense. So, Panthers. Yeah, I see a lot of mistakes coming on the Buccaneers' side, both offensively and defensively. So, I mean, if the Panthers obviously get Christian McCaffrey rolling early, it's going to happen early and often. It's Inevitable. Okay. Moving into the uh, four o'clock games. Sunday, four oh five. Chiefs nine and two at the two and nine Raiders. Chiefs are fair by fifteen over under a fifty five and a half. It's Chiefs. gonna be ugly. It's gonna be an ugly game. Chiefs, no question. Raiders are terrible. I really hope that I mean I need Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill to have good days. And I need Travis Kelsey to not do very well. Hope it's a big wide receiver. You know, Kareem Hunt, Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, maybe a little Sammy Watkins in there. Need some of that. Don't need any of that Travis Kelsey bullshit. So I'm trying to win a playoff game. That's fair. We're already in playoffs, fantasy football. I am in one league because there's oh. twelve it's a twelve team league. Uh, it's I don't know. It's weird playoff format, but yeah, we started last week already. So, wow, yeah. Anywho, anybody is anybody on the Raiders? No. Is there any discussion that needs to take place here? No. Okay. Everybody's on the Chiefs, obviously. And if the Raiders win, I'll be thoroughly impressed. Um, Jets three and eight at the five and six Titans. Tennessee is favored by eight and a half. The over-under is 40 and a half. Okay, first of all, the Titans shouldn't be favored by that much because this is one of those games where they should destroy the competition and they probably won't. Yep. I'll, I'll say the Titans win, but it ain't going to be by a big margin. Ain't going to be pretty. I think McCallan holds it together good enough to keep it close. I don't think the Titans are winning by anything more than six points. Yeah, you know the Titans. 
I don't, I don't see them laying a beat down on them, obviously, but I think they do enough to, to get the W. Titans are frustrating. Yes, they, they are. are. Shout out, Mo. Mo Ponch. Sorry, buddy. It's a tough one. Good All right. You're still hanging on, though. Hey, all of us picked them, so. Hey. Uh, moving on, 425 games. Um, 49ers, 2-9 and nine at the 6-5 and five Seahawks. Seahawks favored by 9.5, over under a 46. I'm taking the Seahawks. I like what, what Russell Wilson's doing. I like where the Seahawks offense is at. I don't like where the Niners are at. No. So give me the Seahawks. If Seattle was playing New England at home, I would take Seattle right now. This is Seattle's time. This is the time of the year where they strap on their fucking push-up bras. All right? They put on their big girl panties to get to work. Yep. All right? I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't drop another game the rest of the year. Wouldn't be surprised about it either, honestly. I think Seattle is going to be the number one, the five seed. Okay, they're not yep. going to win the division, but I think they'll get the five seed, no problem. And they'll be a force. They'll be a force to be reckoned with in the in, in the, the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah, that's that's a tough matchup. They got to go on the road, which is their only downfall there. But er, yeah, yeah, they, they will. Um, Bondi. So talking about the Seahawks? Yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm taking them. Big time. Is Seahawks there anything? And new play their best ball when it really matters. So. Yep. Yep. And uh, you got to keep in mind they only lost to the Rams. They lost to the Rams twice. Okay, that's fair. Both very close football. football Both games. didn't get blown out. So I mean. No. So, Seattle's a tough team. I agree. All right. This is a game I, I'm – it's going to be dying tough. There's, to I'm dying to see this. I mean, so it's going to be tough on the 4 o'clock games. Thankfully, thankfully I have a Sunday ticket. But, humble brag. Humble, yeah. Anyway, Vikings 6-4-1 at the 8-3 and three Patriots. I think that the Vikings like, – I – I don't know. I think the Pats are going to win, but I think it's going to like Thielen and Diggs could have pretty pretty decent days versus the secondary. They could have pretty decent days, but it still comes down to Kirk Cousins getting them in the end zone. Yeah, he tends to struggle with against the decent teams as of Patriots caliber. So. If you don't have a good running game, you will not go to Foxborough and win the football game. You won't do it. The Vikings don't have that. They have Kirk Cousins. The Patriots have Bill Belichick. He's going to take away whatever you need. He's not going to be able to take away both if you have a good passing attack and a running game. He's going to take away one. That's all you have is a passing game. He's going to take it away. He's going to play... Schemes that are going to make it tough for you. You're going to move around. He's going to put pressure on you. I think the Patriots are better coached. I think they have a better quarterback. Um, I'm going to take the Patriots. That being said, I would not be shocked at all if they ended up losing. 
I just don't think that the Patriots are going to lose in Foxborough. Not this week. I agree. Give me the Patriots. Yeah, I'm on the Patriots as well. Uh, I don't know if I said it, but the Pats are favored by five and a half, and the over under is forty eight and a half. Yeah, but that yeah, seems fair. I'm on the Pats. It's one of those games where the Vikings could put up six points. You know, like a Bills remix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I uh, I I'm, I have no qualms about taking Tom Brady and the boys this week, especially at home. All right, moving into the Sunday night game. Eight and three Chargers at the seven, three and one Steelers. Steelers are fair by three and a half over under a 51 and a half. Chargers without Melvin Gordon. Steelers not looking hot as of late. Past couple weeks, anyhow. They scraped by a win versus the Jags and, and uh, lost to Denver, which, I mean, that's Denver's. A, <laughs> Denver's playing pretty solid football right now. Um, I like the Steelers at home in this one. Um, I think they finally, hopefully, get the running game going. <sighs> I need it. <laughs> I need uh, James Conner to do something this week. Um, so I guess it's more hopeful than anything. But, yeah, I like the Steelers at home versus the Chargers this week. Chargers will be without Melvin Gordon. Not that I mean that that matters a little bit, I would imagine. Not saying Austin Eckler fantasy wise won't have a decent day, but as I said, people keep people keep forgetting that they got Austin Eckler there as a backup. Oh, I like Austin Eckler. Yep. He's a backup and he ranks like twenty third in PPR points this year amongst running backs. I mean that's that to be a number two and Rank in the top 30 in running backs is pretty solid. Absolutely. But, yeah, who do you guys got? Oh, that's a tough one. I'm going to take the Steelers at home, uh, especially because Melvin Gordon's not playing. you still got James Conner, Juju, and Antonio Brown. That's really all you need. I think it'll be a really good game, but I think the Steelers are going to do more offensively than the Chargers will, especially traveling from the west coast all the way to pennsylvania and you know that's that's never easy so i I give the edge to the steelers this week which sucks i really was hoping the chargers would uh catch up to the chiefs at some point during this divisional race but yeah it's uh it's that time of year where the chargers you know crumble yeah and they're flying from west coast to east coast pretty much Probably a little bit cold. Maybe a little snowy. Cold rain. Yeah. Melvin Gordon is out, but then again, they still do have Austin Eckler, but I don't feel like that's going to be enough considering the Chargers are pretty dismantled on the defensive side of the ball. And if you don't have a defense to cover Antonio Brown, you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. I also got to watch out for James Conner. So, you miss Steelers at the big ketchup bottle. Big time. Oh. Anyway, Monday, Monday Night Football. Six and five Redskins at the five and six Eagles. Eagles are favored by six and a half. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't realize you were talking about the Redskins or the Eagles. Snooze fest. The Eagles win. No one cares. Zach Ertz, couple tutters. Yeah. The Eagles win. Eagles win. Skins me a quarterback. Okay. <laughs> watch, no. watch Colt McCoy go on the road and win on Monday Night Football. You know what? If he does that, I'll eat my own fucking underwear. All right. All right. You heard it here first. Cool. Yeah. Cool. It's real talk. That ain't going to happen. Don. Eats, it will now because I said that. Eats his britches. Eating the britches. Okay. If Colt McCoy wins. Go Redskins. All right. Anyway. Yeah. Watch be- the game. Oh, Alex Smith is coming out of the tunnel. It looks like he's okay. Oh. If Alex Smith ever plays the, I mean, he probably he might, but like, uh, he ain't gonna that's rough. Joe Theismann never played after his injury. That was the same thing. So that's true. Yeah, but Joe Theismann was also in his thirties. Alex, Alex Smith is also in his thirties. Yeah, but we're talking about like the eighties versus now. Yeah, now where everyone's even bigger and faster. Right. Yeah, you're right. That was a bad comparison. But I think what you were trying to get as the medical advances. Yeah. Now and then. But back then, a torn ACL was the end all to your career. You were never going to play football again. Now it's like six months of rehab. You're back out there playing NFL football. That's insane. So not so much about the talent of the league as much as it is the medical part of it where a, a break like that can be rehabbed and he'll be fine next season. How much money do you think Dr. James Andrews makes? I hear about him all the time when people get injuries. I don't even want to know, honestly. I mean, that that's where everybody goes when they, like, you my tear guess ACL. Is, my guess is he doesn't take insurance. It's cash only. <laughs> Straight cash, homie. Straight cash, homie. Next time I'll shake my dick. What's that guy's name again? Doctor? Dr. James Andrews. I'm curious. He's like a sports doctor, uh, like the best. He must be anyway. Uh, according to this, net worth is thirty million. Not bad. Not bad. He looks like Toyd had sex with Rush Limbaugh. So that's interesting. It's an interesting look. Interesting take. Yeah. He's a team doctor for the uh, Washington Redskins, Tampa Bay Rays, Auburn, and Alabama. Wow. He's uh, centralized in Birmingham, Alabama. So. Yeah, people fly to him, though, when they tear their ACLs and stuff. Yeah. No, he's got a lot of NFL players coming to him. Yep. All right. With that, now that we've had our predictions and all that good junk, let's move into must-start, must-sit, fellas. Who do you got? Must start quarterback, Don. Jared Goff at Detroit. Darnold made him look terrible this year. Trubisky made him look terrible once. And they lost to a backup in Chase Daniel last week. Uh, I think Jared Goff's going to have a big day. Agreed. My must start quarterback, Russell Wilson, San Francisco. Niners are 25th first quarterbacks. Uh, It's like we said earlier, it's the Seahawks time of year. Uh, And Russell Wilson, I don't want. I don't know if there's a quarterback in the league right now that I want with like a minute left in the fourth quarter. I need 
to uh, to win the game. I want Russell. Will- I want it in Russell Wilson's hands, or like Andrew Luck's hands. Yeah. I mean that's or well, I mean you can't really go wrong with uh, Aaron Rodgers most times, but like Russell Wilson, what in the fourth quarter is a whole different animal. So, I'm putting yeah. it in Case Keenum's hands, and you would lose. No, realist. I mean, honestly though, I might. This over season, Russell he's, he's Wilson. Had, like, well, no. But if I had to pick between like Case Keenum and fucking like someone else shitty. I'd pick Case Keenum. He has like four game-winning drives this year. You guys are five and six. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm aware of that. But anyway, I think uh, the Seahawks are going to get the W. Uh, I think the Niners are going to get rolled. And I look. I hope Wilson has three touchdowns this week. Yeah, I'm going to start QB, Andrew Luck, in Jacksonville because we all know Andrew Luck is a man. Yes, that's facts. Are we listening to Bobby Shmurda? Uh, not trying to intentionally. All right. Running back Don, who do you got? Must start running back. I'm gonna I'm gonna go risky here. Lashawn McCoy at Miami. Oh. Ooh. You heard it here first. Miami's run defense booty. Lashawn McCoy's getting. Almost 20 carries a game. He might just have a good day. All of my must starts are somewhat risky. That's okay. All of them. I'm going balls well here. Oh really? It's Irish much better than report. it's much better than your usual. Hey, let's start Drew Brees and uh, Melvin Gordon and Michael Thomas and uh, Travis Kelsey. Hey. Yeah, you should start those guys because they're, they're top five Kelsey at all once. their positions. What? He said, he said Travis Kelsey once. He went off for 35 points, too. Yeah, you also Jordan said Reed, he went nine you Remember points. that? Yeah, I remember. 30, like 33 points. I never lived that shit down. Someone else take some shit around here. Anyway. Dick. Anyway, speaking of booty defenses, uh, Philip Lindsay versus Cincinnati is a must-start running back this week, I think. He's been on a roll. Uh, Cincinnati's defense is awful. I think they're like 31st in points to opposing running backs. Uh, I think you got to start him. Um, yeah, all around this defense isn't very good, and I think Philip Lindsay's gonna run all over him. Yes, I need a big day for Philip Lindsay, fantasy purpose wise. If um, he doesn't get 200 scrimmage yards, I'll shit my pants. But anyway, we all know the Bucks defense is bad, so you got to start Christian McCaffrey to running back position. Absolutely. Wide receiver, Don, who do you got? I have two. Okay. First of all, I'm going to say John Brown against the Falcons. Now that has a stipulation. John Brown against the Falcons if Joe Flacco starts. Okay. If Joe Flacco does not start Amari Cooper against New Orleans. I think Amari Cooper is a must start no matter what. Yeah. Especially against New Orleans, though. Yeah, New Orleans allows all the points to wide receivers. All of them. When I say all of them, I mean they allow the most points to, like, fantasy PPR points. New Orleans allows the most points to wide receivers. I dig the Cowboys love. I dig it. 
Why do I have two kickers? I mess. I, I mess with it. I mess with it. I fucks with it. <laughs> um, I like Kenny Galladay versus the Rams this week. Uh, the Rams may have a good defense, but they allow a lot of points. They're good up front. Secondary hasn't been that good. Is Talib back yet? No. That was able to return this week, actually. But either way, anything, either but... way, Marvin Jones is on IR. He's the wide receiver one, and I like him to do well in fantasy this week. Also, like Tyler Lockett for San Francisco. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say start Tyreek Kill against the Raiders because you know him and Mahomes are gonna connect for at least a 50 plus yarder. So absolutely, I hope so. I hope a couple of them. Fuck, could be two, could be three, could be four. We don't know. Five. I, like I, how I get shit on for picking Amari Cooper, but no one says shit about Tyreek Kill. Like if he was in your lineup, you weren't gonna start him. Nobody's nobody gave you shit for Amari shit? Cooper. I said yeah. that. No, I, just, no. I agreed that no. he's a must start. Shit on me. I didn't. Sons of bitches. I said I nope. said I, I said I dig the Cowboys love with a Mark Cooper pick. Yeah, I just right. I'm overreacting. I'm sensitive. You are sensitive. I'm so I, fucking sensitive. I was just I was it's simply stating in chapstick. Simply uh, just telling you why I agreed with you. Cannon. Cannon bomb. Bought that Duluth Trading Company, Cedar Rap or uh, Kansas City, Missouri. You still have that? Yeah, apparently. Just Same. found it. Anyway. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I was just agreeing with – I was just adding to your point that okay. Mark Cooper should start. I thought I was getting shit on for picking an obvious one. I didn't think no. it was that obvious. No. I don't honestly think it is that obvious, honestly. No. Nope. All right, then. So now that we're done shitting all over me, can we move on to tight ends? We can. All right. I have Matt Lacoste, Denver. Howerman, Bruce Longs, he's down. Case Keenum's been digging him. Lacoste had a tutter last week. This is your risky tight end pick. If you are at sitting at 5-7 and seven in your fantasy league, you need a boost, this might just get you over the hump. He might end up with 20 points. He might get two catches for five yards. We don't know. I'm hoping on the over. I would just like to say that uh, I think Jeff Howerman's a bitch for not playing. For th- I agree. Through, through broken ribs. 100%. And what, what's his what's his lung problem? It's bruised. They're bruised. Yeah, get out of well, here. You know what played girl, through that? Old girl had both her lungs ripped out, and they threw new ones in there. I don't want to fucking hear it. Yeah. She would quit, play. Quit being She'd a start bitch. this week. You know who would play this week if he was still in the NFL? Jason Witten would play through that injury. Oh, absolutely. Janet Sharp would play. Yeah. 100%. Jason Witten? Skip. Skip. But yeah. Let me no. tell you something. Skip. 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 Yes. I just love how Janet Sharp shits all over the Cowboys every week. So good. And not because the Cowboys are a bad team, but because Skip Bayless gets genuinely annoyed. It's good stuff. And it makes me happy to see. Thanks for good television. Yeah. All right. My must-start tight end, David Njoku versus Houston. Uh, Baker seems to be a big fan of Njoku. 
Seems to be one of his favorite targets, his most consistent target. Baker likes to spread the ball around, though, so you never know who he's going to – you never know who's going to have a good day. Antonio Callaway, Rashad, Rashad Higgins, not Jarvis Landry. That motherfucker never has a good day when Baker's in there, except for one time. But anyway, uh, Baker seems to like Njoku. Houston's 27th in points to tight ends. I like Njoku this week. Nice. I'm going to say Greg Olson has a bounce back week after his piss poor three points last week. I think he comes back and has at least 10 against the Buccaneers. I like wow. it. Tampa Bay sucks. They're awful. Not good. Defensively. And just all around, really. But anyway, quick rundown. Don. All right, quarterbacks said start Jared Goff. Then I said for your running back, start LaShawn McCoy. He's probably been sitting on your bench since week two. Wide receiver said John Brown and Flacco starting. If not, pick up Amari Cooper, start him against New Orleans. Very risky tight end. I've said Matt Lacoste from Denver. I think he'll get some targets this week. I think he might get some red zone targets this week, and they'll be in the red zone a lot. My must-starts, quarterback Russell Wilson versus San Francisco, running back Philip Lindsay versus Cincinnati, wide receiver Kenny Galladay versus the Rams, and Tyler Lockett versus San Francisco, tight end David Njoku versus Houston. Fair enough. My must-start, Andrew Luck at quarterback, Christian McCaffrey at running back, Tyree Kill at wide receiver, Greg Olson at tight end. You're on the Greg Olson train again. I'm on it. On the train. I like it. Probably a good call. Especially against the Bucks. Especially against the Bucks. I like everybody versus the Bucks. Yeah, anyone playing the Bucks is getting a start. All right. Must sit. Don, who's your must sit quarterback? Uh, Matt Ryan against the Baltimore Ravens. Mm. I I don't see him having a good day. I think he turns the ball over a couple times. I think he throws for 250, a touchdown, and two picks. Nice. Possible. So I, Very possible. I think he ends up with like 14 points, 14 to 15 on a high end. Gotcha. All right. This may be a risky must sit. Um, but it may not be. I mean, this guy hasn't been himself this season, fantasy points-wise. And he's playing a tough defense in Minnesota. I'm saying sit Tom Brady versus Minnesota. Uh, It's always hard to bet against Tom Brady. You never know what you're going to get out of him. But uh, Minnesota's fifth in points to quarterbacks. And, yeah, he just hasn't been himself this year. And I look for that to continue this week versus a tough defense. I'm going to go pretty bold here. They're going to want to sit Drew Brees against Dallas Cowboys defense this week. You heard it here first. Wow. Wow. Like his worst week this week, this year, has probably been like, what, 22 points? No, eight. It's been, he's had a bad week before. Okay. That's, uh, that's an interesting I call. Think, I don't think he's going to have. As many passing yards and throwing touchdowns as he normally does. Do you know why? Okay, I'm going to tell you that I disagree with you 
not in the fact that he might not have like he had 171 passing yards versus the Falcons. I thought he would light it the fuck up, to be honest. Yeah, I thought he, he did 500. Yeah, he did not. And it screwed me in a fantasy league. Thank you, Drew Brees. What I will say is the type of field that they're playing on makes me disagree that he would be a must sit. I think he's going to put up numbers. It's when you get on these grass fields outdoors that Drew Brees sometimes a little iffy. Not yeah. the whole the whole Saints team is just like, whoa, what are we doing outside right now? We we don't play outside. We don't play outside. Yeah. What is happening? That's, that's just what I was gonna say. Is that because it isn't a dome? Because you're in Jerry World, I think Drew Brees will feel at home on the road. One distance from New Orleans to Dallas, not that far. Two, you're playing on artificial turf in a dome. Okay. Drew Brees loves that. I I think he puts up big numbers. But there is the potential that because he is on the road and Dallas's defense is not a slouch, he might not put up tremendous numbers. I still think next week when we review these, you're gonna say, All right, well, I said sit him, but he had twenty three points. You know, not he didn't have forty, but he had twenty three, which is still a good start. Well, I mean, I'm just saying I'm not starting Drew Brees just because I didn't want to take someone who was obvious. Hey, I think he's going to have, I think he's have an off like week. 25 plus, I'm saying, you know, he might get like the 18, 18 to 20, 17 yeah. to 20 range. And then if you have a guy like Andrew Luck as well, who has like 22, 23 points, it's a good call. But if, if your only QB who's viable is, Andrew, is Drew Brees, no matter who he's playing, you're going to start him. Well, obviously. We're just saying here that he might not have his typical 25 to 30 points. Exactly. Yeah, that's well, that's fair. If your if your quarterback is Drew Brees and your backup is Aaron Rodgers against Cardinals. Yeah, I would probably uh... <laughs> I'd start Aaron Rodgers over Drew Brees this week. I think it's a shoe-in for Aaron Rodgers to have 30 points. Shoot, I doubt it. I doubt he'll get against the Cardinals. Yeah, the Cardinals. Keenum looked like a superstar against the Cardinals. No, the Broncos' defense looked like a superstar against the Cardinals. All right, Philip Rivers looked like a superstar against the Cardinals. Let me just look up something real quick for you. Old Man Rivers ain't no slouch. The Cardinals' defense is not bad, but they've given up forty-five points three times this year. Which, I mean, not great. The Cardinals are third in points to quarterbacks, meaning they don't allow many points to quarterbacks. See that? Yeah. That's, that's red, Don. Yeah. That? Red is bad. Red is not found, good. Found that out this week. Red means stop. Green means go. True. I, I, yeah, maybe Aaron Rodgers not a shoo-in. I think he'll have a better day than Drew Brees, though. See what happens. Anyway, we should move on. Must sit running back? Yep. Nick Chubb against Houston. <laughs> I say it right not. now. Houston bottles him up. The only Achilles heel here is if he gets involved in the pass game. 
if which he, he was last week. Yeah, if he gets six, seven receptions in a PPR league, he's going to have a score that represents a good day, regardless if he does or not. As far as on the ground, I think Houston's going to do enough to force them to pass the ball. So I'm going to say sit Nick Chubb, especially if you have, you know, like a Philip Lindsay sitting on the bench. What would you else. What would you do in my situation, okay? I have the so I have him I have Nick Chubb in two leagues. I have Philip Lindsay, David Johnson, Nick Chubb, and Chris Carson. Out of those, uh, you, you need to pick two because my flex is going to stay where it's at. It's Juju at my flex and Thielen and Thomas as my wide receivers. Yeah, I'm not starting David Johnson against the Packers because I think they're going to get down early and they're going to rely a lot on the pass game. So, Lindsey and Lindsey and Chubb. If you're going to pick between Lindsey and Chubb, I think Lindsey has a better matchup. No, I would definitely play Lindsey over Chubb. I agree with that. Yeah. So, I mean, if you have Nick Chubb and Isaiah Crowell on your bench, yeah, just start Nick Chubb and hope for the best. Yeah. Well, I'm just taking a chance here that he's going to have an off day. He might. Also, I just realized my next sit probably won't play. Not 100% sure. Okay. Anyway, my must-sit running back is Marlon Mack versus Jacksonville. Didn't have a good... Didn't have a good game the first time around. He's a little banged up now. Um, I know that Jacksonville's a little bit of a dumpster fire football team, but they don't uh, allow many points to running backs. In fact, they're first in points to running backs, meaning they allow, least amount, they allow the least amount of points. Uh, I would look for a better matchup if I have one this week. Unless, you, unless you're really... If he's your only option, play him. But with him being banged up and... Not doing so hot the first time around. I think Marlon Mack's not going to have a great week this week. I think it's going to be no. big. I think it's going to be a big Ebron luck week. I was going to say start Marlon Mack, and then I looked into his stats against Jacksonville last time, and I was like, never mind. Well, it's not. Right. So it's probably a good call. Bundy. I thought it was down. Turn. But and say to uh, sit Aaron Jones against Cardinals. Don't think he's gonna have a big day. I honestly don't even think it's gonna be that high scoring. If the scoring does come from the Packers, it's gonna be a Rod to fucking Devontae Adams, so or Jimmy Graham. Don't see a lot of uh, rushing points coming for the Packers this weekend. Keep in mind, I said sit Aaron Jones last week against the Vikings, who are like fifth best against the rush in the league, and he had 18 points. The Cardinals yeah. are terrible. I just, I just, I just think the Minnesota defense is a little overrated, as well. I think they are too, but statistically, they're in the top five for rush defense. Fuck the Packers. Fuck Aaron Jones. Don't fucking start him. Fair enough. All right, must sit wide receiver. I said Doug Baldwin against the Niners. I'm not 100% sure if he is going to start. If he does start, he's not going to be 100%. I think it's going to be a a Tyler Lockett kind of day there. So 
it's probably a safe bet to keep him on the bench if you got him. If you're trying to make a gamble, I would I would shy away from it. Because even if he does play, he's not going to be top tier. A wise man once said, no one to hold him and no one to fold him. You mean Kenny Rogers? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, <clears throat> my must-sit wide receiver this week, Jarvis Landry versus Houston. Uh, hasn't been hasn't been good all season. He had a great matchup last week. Only had six points. He has two touchdowns all season. Um, I honestly thought he was going to tear apart the Bengals <laughs> defense. Yikes! Sorry, it's the last time I invite Mike Vick over for dinner. I'm never doing it again. Um. Uh, Houston is sixth in points to wide receivers. I think some. I think someone like uh, Njoku is going to have a good day, and probably Callaway. Someone, someone we don't expect to have a good day is going to have a good day, and Jarvis Landry is not going to have a great day because he. And I think other wide receivers probably have good days because people know who Jarvis Landry is, and they know that he's the number one wide receiver there. Um, but he just ha- like. Really hasn't been that great since Baker Mayfield took over and hasn't been that great all season, really. So I say sit Jarvis Landry this week. For me this week, I'm going to go ahead and say to sit Odell Beckham Jr. against the Bears. He's going to get fucking clamped. Clamped! Yeah. That stingy Bears defense. I hope so. Monsters of the Midway, if you will. I'm actually in one of those scenarios where I hope the Bears win, and I hope Odell Beckham Jr. has a decent day, fantasy-wise. Been there. Miles but, Bizarre. yeah. But, yeah. Hope so. You just got to hope that Odell scores three touchdowns and 200 yards, but the Bears still win. Right. You know? Somehow. Somehow. Some way, yes. I do it a lot. Unfortunately, but I do it a lot. All right, tight end, Don, who you got? I'm saying sit Eric Ebron against the Jags. <laughs> Good luck. I think I think the Jags are going to stifle him. I think he's going to have an off day. I'll probably eat my words, but I'm going to say it. I think he's going to have an off day. Any idea how many PPR points he had last time they played? I'm sure 27. 20 plus. Yeah. 27. Exactly why they're going to game plan for him this time. I don't think there's any much of a game plan going on in Jacksonville anymore. Yeah. Regardless. <laughs> they're they're game the planning a golf outing. Is what More or less. Doing. If you're a person with half a brain, you're just going to suit up and we're just going to yeah. play football. Or yeah. try. But that being said, I think Tom Coughlin is going to find a way to make sure Eric Ebron does not win or lose this game. Can respect that. Because he's losing the locker room, he needs to do something. He's going to do that. Marlon Mack's banged up. They don't have to game plan for him as much. They're going to focus on Ebron at this big time last week. Big time last game. So I think he's going to be stifled. I think he's going to have sub 10. Eight, nine points. Okay. That being said, he'll probably get 38 points. <laughs> I Probably. told you to sit Kareem Hunt once. Remember? Don't listen to me. Yeah. I do. I do remember. Um, 
My must at tight end is Evan Ingram versus Chicago. He might not even play. Um, but he, he was supposed to be a top five tight end this year. Has been injured. Hasn't played much. Hasn't been that decent. Hasn't been that great when he's played. And Chicago six in points to tight ends. Um, but yeah, if he does play, look elsewhere. He might not. He's got a hammy issue. Hammy issues are tough. Yeah. Hammy's never good. Anyway, I'm going to say go ahead and uh, give old Rob Gronkowski a seat this weekend. I, uh, is he hurt? I feel like he got hurt, but I'm not sure. Anyway, I feel like he's, he's he always played last week. But yeah, he did play. Yeah, on the risk did of he? getting hurt. Yeah, he scored a touchdown. Oh, I thought he, he didn't play. Week. He had a decent week, but still. Against the Vikes. I don't feel like he's going to have that good of a week. Points are going to have to come elsewhere. And it can be from Gronk. I agree. Um, oh, it, was two, it was before the bye week. He didn't play. He's been banged up all season, really. Yeah, he yeah. has 23 points week one. 3, 9, 8, 13, 12, 0, 7, 0, 0, bye week 14. Which is awesome. For guys who like there's always someone who sticks their neck out to get Gronk in your fantasy drafts. Oh yeah. Like round like, two. Round two, pick two, Rob Gronkowski. And I mean in a lot of years it does pay off, but this year not so much. Not no. so much. I don't draft a tight end until at least fucking round eight, so I don't unless it's getting like this year. I probably it was probably round five or six that I went. I went. Uh, I went and picked one up. Can't remember, but yeah, they were flying off the board in like round six, and I was like, "Oh, oh, gotta get one." Yeah, if that's the case, yeah. But yep, yeah, play it by year on the draft. But oh yeah, I mean, if you're if you're in a draft and fucking the first six picks are are not the first six picks but if you're in a draft and all of a sudden quarterbacks are flying off the board and you're down to you're down to nothing you got to pick you got to play with the how the draft's going and get a quarterback you know potentially yes unless i mean obviously unless there's a bunch of running backs and shit that are out there but anyway so yeah quick rundown fellas on your must sits Must-sits, Matt Ryan against the Ravens, Nick Chubb against Houston, Doug Baldwin against the Niners, and Eric E. Brown against the Jags. Drew Brees against the Cowboys, Aaron Jones against the Cardinals, Odell Beckham against the Bears, and Gronk against the Vikings. Tom Brady versus Minnesota, Marlon Mack versus Jacksonville, Jarvis Landry versus Houston, and Evan Ingram versus Chicago. All right. With that, fellas, want to move into putts, savage, anything like that? We can talk about my putts of the week. Is Mike Vrabel? I understand what you're trying to do. I get it. Sitting at five and five, not really moving forward. Take some chances. It's fine. I was fourth and one. 
you have Derrick Henry, and you hand the ball to your tight end, who's literally never ran the ball once his entire professional career, I start to question your game plan. So now you got the momentum, you're doing all right, and you give it all away. And now you bury him at the three. That's great. Next play, 97-yard touchdown. Lamar Miller. Okay. So instead of being down by, what was it? Three points, seven, four points. You're down by 11. Not a good call, especially going into half. Take the points. You're down by four. Kick that field goal, 14-13. Kick off. They get it at the 20. You know, make a stop maybe. Get the ball back. Go into half down by one. It's a whole different ball game. Yeah, I think it was a piss poor choice, and it's easy to armchair quarterback it. But when you're five and five and you're fighting for a chance at a wild card spot against a team on a seven game win streak, take the points. You don't this have to be not, an NFL head yeah. coach to realize that handing the ball to tight end over Derrick Henry is not a bad choice, or is a bad choice. Yeah, you're yeah. playing a team on a seven game win streak. You're not playing the Jaguars. Okay, figure it out. Derrick Henry is a monster of a man, and yeah. has. Actually had some carries in his NFL career, believe it or not, as an NFL running back. Yeah, I'm handing the ball to Henry on fourth and one rather than my tight end. He is literally the size of Jadavian Clowney. Maybe an inch and a half. An inch shorter. Yeah. I'm giving that ball any short yard situation. Giving it to a man like him. Now... Derrick Henry's not going to get you a lot of yards in the game, but he's going to get you that yeah, you that feet one feet. yard. He's going to get one crucial yard. Right. He's a big 17 carries for 58 yards kind of guy. But on fourth and one, I'm giving the ball to Derrick Henry. Absolutely. I agree with the variable pick. Not a good call. But, I mean, you'd have called him a genius if the Titans would have strip-sacked Deshaun Watson in the end zone and recovered it. Well, maybe. I just I don't like the call there in such a close game. Yeah. If you're down by 10, you know, that's fine. You're down by four. Kick a field goal. You got Ryan Suckup. He's not missing from 30 yards. No. So you might as well take the points there, especially in the first half. I, just, I thought it was a boneheaded call when I watched it. So I don't like it. I think he's a putz. Fair enough. My putts of the week is an entire football team. It's the Michigan football team. Oh, God. Yay. In a game they should have won because their strengths matched up with Ohio State's weaknesses. Their run game should have ran all over this offense. They put up 39 points. But their defense gave up 62. Well, they gave up 62 points. Uh, the revenge tour ends. And I don't know. It was tough. I just thought they, sh- I thought they should have ran all over Ohio State's defense. And I was, I was actually pretty surprised by how piss poor their Michigan's defense played versus Ohio State. Yeah. Ohio State put up the most points in the history of the rivalry. <laughs> against the number one defense, yeah, according to the NCAA. 
So, pretty good. Uh, pretty good day for the defense not to show up. Yeah, only the biggest game that Michigan's game played in the last just, decade. Just, you know, I was just giving up the most points we've given up all year. The most like, points like, most any team's given up all year, and the biggest stage and the biggest game that Michigan's played in the decade. Yeah, just just shit the bed right now. Yeah, that'd be a good call. What was that one? There was somebody who asked him in a asked Jim Harbaugh in a press conference that he was like, "Hey, you're a you're you're a football historian. Uh, were you aware that this was the most points by Ohio State in this rivalry rivalry ever?" And he's like, "I believe I did. Yes. <laughs> just like, all right, let me just shit on you real quick here. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I'm aware. Shit on your number one touted defense." And, you know, the sad part is Michigan's going to watch Ohio State somehow make the playoff. Oh, I hope not. Oh, gonna, I hope they're not. They're going to make the playoff somehow. And they're <sighs> probably going to win. And they're going to be playing for a national championship. When if they would have just got off the bus and played, they would have won that game by 30 points. But because they wanted to be soft and stupid. Rashad Gary, I didn't see him. For four quarters. I didn't see him make a single fucking play. Devin Bush? Absent. Chase Winovich? Where are you? What happened? I don't know. It was bad. just absolutely shit the bed. Gave up huge plays. I don't know. They into zone defense before the halftime. Like, yeah, when's the last time this team ran zone defense? Never. You know why? Because you suck at it, obviously. If crossing I see, routes. it's fucking crossing routes. Figure it out. I damn near had a heart attack on those shallow cross routes. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. E- every <laughs> single time. Oh, there's another 17 yard. Oh, there's another 25 yards. Oh, there's another 15 yards. Or you, you know, they cut, the, they cut the lead to you know 17. You now we got a little bit of hope left, and then one play for 70 yards for a touchdown. It was 19-24 at halftime. On like a fucking screen pass. They lost 63 to 39 or something. 62 to 39, yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. I know Michigan isn't the best offensively, but I'm not blaming the offense. They put up 39 points. Their defense should have held Ohio State to less than 39 points. I agree. 39 points in a bit between two Big Ten teams should be enough to win you the fucking game. Right. Should be. Unless your defense decides allow sixty two, yeah. Unless your defense decides to just not be the number one ranked defense in the country for a week, is it yeah. better though? See, I don't think it's. I would have much rather lost to Ohio or to fucking Bama on a national stage than get annihilated oh, yeah. by Ohio State. Oh, I'd way rather be in the playoff and lose than to not even make it there. What are they ranked now? Like twelfth. I don't even know where they are. I don't. Yeah, I didn't two pay. losses. I've officially stopped paying attention until the playoff happens. That's yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch that Bama Georgia game this weekend for sure. But uh, I that's don't know. got big implications. It does. Yeah. If, if Bama loses, I say Bama obviously still stays in the playoff, but then Georgia sneaks in there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because right Maybe. now. Ohio State is ranked sixth. Yeah. Michigan probably fell to like ninth to twelfth, somewhere in there. And Notre Dame, I feel like, is punch your ticket, obviously, because they don't have a fucking conference. Another game. Yeah. 
And Clemson should win. Therefore, if that per- works out perfectly, uh, I'm going to say it's going to be Bama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Georgia. Georgia's Michigan, in currently. Michigan fell to number eight. Right now, the current top four is Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Georgia, with Oklahoma hanging on at five, and yep. Ohio State at six. If Ohio Oklahoma State be- wins the Big Ten, well, they already clinched the Big Ten, but if they win the championship game, they have a shot to make the playoff if Georgia loses and, and Oklahoma, Oklahoma loses. loses. Yes, then Ohio State will be in, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, Georgia, yeah. very good chance they lose. Who's yeah. Oklahoma playing? Texas? Texas. They've already lost yeah, to Texas. Their first loss was to Texas, but if Oklahoma wins and Georgia loses, Oklahoma's in, I think. I would love to see Oklahoma play Alabama. Absolutely. That offense? Oh, my yeah. goodness. I'm kind of hoping Georgia wins the SEC championship, and then Alabama and Georgia are in the playoffs again and somehow meet to play each other again in the playoffs. It's probably yeah. going to somehow end up with them meeting in the fucking championship game. Championship. Like Michigan yeah. lost to number three Notre Dame in the first game of the year, yep. and number six Ohio State. Yeah, and they are ranked eighth now. Yeah, it's just you know, if they beat Ohio State, their worries are over. Yeah, that's it. Literally. That's all you had to do. That's all you had to do was beat. Well, they had to that... beat Northwestern again, but. Yeah. yeah. Who gives a shit? Northwestern. Twenty first. Come on. Yeah. Not uh, fucking sauce though. Yeah, but they would have come to Well, they would have come to Michigan. It'd have been a neutral site. Yeah. Oh yeah, for the championship game. Indianapolis. Huh? I think so. Probably. Either way, I think if Michigan beats Ohio State, they make the playoff. They're the four seed. They don't move up. They play Alabama. They lose by twenty. But they're in the playoff. And Harbaugh has something. Well, I have all my recruits here. We did a good job. Hang your hat on it. Now, what's his excuse? What What's your excuse for that? You haven't beat Ohio State in almost a decade. You haven't Michigan, seen him in Ohio Michigan since Ohio 2000. State as a whole is actually terrible. Yeah, that's not good. In the last 20, 20 meetings, Michigan, or now... Michigan is three and seventeen in the last twenty meetings with Ohio State. Yeah, it's just it's a goddamn travesty, is what it is. Mm-hmm. The fact that Jim Harbaugh—I mean, I don't mean to blame Jim Harbaugh entirely, but you kind of have to. Is a play call total dog shit most of the game. I mean, this offense needs to get out of nineteen eighty. Yeah. It's time to yeah. it's time to uh, adapt to the newer age. Yeah, I think. How about a little run pass? Their defense. Option? Okay. Also, their defense. You can't. That sixty-two is not acceptable. Versus. You, yeah. you can't pick to have your worst day, the biggest yeah. game here. Right. Can't. Yeah. I would have been happier if they lost by one point. Hey, no, sh- no shit, Don. Like, <laughs> if they just got beat, you know. They both played well, but they lost. I'm happy like, with that. But the fact extra... that you didn't even get off the fucking bus. Yeah. That's the I would have rather part. had terminal cancer patients running around with IV poles stopping crossing routes. Okay? Jesus. It's not that hard. Hey, this guy right off the edge here, he's going to run across the middle. 
Yeah, go yeah. figure. They've only yeah. done it 19 times. Instead, Don Matt, Don Brown's like, well, let's just switch to zone coverage because God knows we have the back end speed to do that. No, you can't even play man coverage right now. What do you think you're doing? Except for leaving gigantic gaps everywhere. That touchdown before half, or right away in the second half for Michigan, that was embarrassing. There was nobody within 20 yards. You know why? Because you don't fucking play zone. Stop trying to be something you're not. You were down by five, not 50. Pull your head out of your ass. Get some sacks. Put some pressure on the motherfucker. Yeah. That whole game was infuriating. I actually stopped watching at some point and started watching Michigan high school football because it was more entertaining. I would rather watch that. There are some pretty good games, actually. Some of those kids play high school football got some heart. They do. Apparently, more more than Michigan. (laughs) Yeah, so... Bunny, do you have a putz or no? I'm actually just like so depressed and angry that we talked about Michigan. And, and yeah, my putts is of the week are going to be the Jaguars and Bills. Uh-huh. We're getting into a fight in a game that means absolutely nothing to nobody. And you're going to be throwing hands at people wearing fucking helmets. Yeah. Putzes of the week. Never understood that. I also don't understand how Leonard Fournette gets suspended for a game, but Shaq Lawson gets out of this empty-handed. He just he's fine. He gets to play next week. Yeah, I'm not really nah, sure. I don't know. I mean, Leonard Fournette deserves to not play for the rest of the season for being stupid and trying to throw hands, uh, <laughs> trying to punch someone with a helmet on. How dumb do you got to be? How about security pushing them both at the same tunnel? <laughs> also dumb. Yeah. Also very dumb. Hey, these guys are fighting. Why don't you put them right next to each other and uh, and get them off the field together? And if you're going to walk them down the same tunnel, you need to space it out a little better than they did. Yeah. yeah. Five feet, not a great margin. <laughs> All right, Shaq All right. Lawson's five feet down the tunnel. All right, Leonard, you can go now. <laughs> no. Go ahead. go ahead. Yeah, they're there's not another, still angry. There's another tunnel 20 yards to our right, but we're just gonna we're just gonna use this one. Right. Oh, stupid. Savages, anybody? Uh, I got Philip Lindsay. Yeah. This motherfucker is feisty. Uh huh. Gets so up it- after a 10 yard run. He'll let you know about it. I'm like, hey, you're not very good at this game. Maybe you should think about doing something else. I wasn't even drafted. I'm making you look bad out here. But he undrafted out of Colorado State. All of a sudden, right to the front page news, the NFL. Tremendous running back. Isn't it just Colorado? I think he's CU. CU, Colorado. Might have been. Anyway. Undrafted. Just worked out for him. Gets picked up premier back after like week two over like a second round draft pick. That's pretty impressive. 
fun fact about Philip Lindsay's that he still lives with his parents in right. their basement. Why not? Fuck it. I'm just saying. It's pretty badass. It's awesome. I mean, if, if my Mom's son... taking him Hot Pockets and he's crushing it. Yeah. He's going to get paid. You have a good day watching film, sweetie. Here's your lunch. Yeah. Can you imagine if he had a team around him? He's showing crustables. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Oh. He'd be in jail with the cross cut off. <laughs> drink your milk. Big and strong. No, I, I like I like the fire he plays with. I think he's a talented running back. Uh, I think uh, a lot of teams right now are straight kicking themselves in the ass for not even giving him a look. I think it makes the other thirty-two teams. I think it makes thirty-one teams, if not thirty-two teams, look pretty stupid. Yeah. I think it makes. I mean, it doesn't make the Broncos look stupid. I mean, they find they got they got him for you know damn near nothing. Yeah, and they have Royce Freeman, who is not bad. Well, I mean, he's not bad, but he's Philip Lindsay's pretty much what they were hoping Royce Freeman would be. Yeah, I mean, production wise. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, they're not using Royce Freeman the same way, and that's yeah. not necessarily his fault, but. Do I think that Royce Freeman is going to be one of those draft picks we look back five years from now and think, oh, that was a good call? No, I don't. I think he'll probably be somewhere else within the next two years just because he hasn't done anything, really. But I've seen flashes where he's actually very talented. He's just not getting used because Philip Lindsay is so much faster. Yeah. And their offensive line is so much better than it was a year ago. Outside of Garrett Bowles, fuck you, I hate you. Garrett Bowles has more holding calls than he does snaps. I don't even know how he does it. You get a holding call on the sidelines. Not a good stat. Defensive holding, number 72, offense. Garrett Bowles. Yeah, you heard me. Yeah. You're not even on the field. You're getting a holding call. (laughs) I'm sure you were. Grips the Gatorade Cup too tight. Holding call. Every time Denver gets a 25 plus yard play, it's getting called back because Garrett Bowles doesn't know how to block head up. So he's a bust too. But their offensive line overall is a lot better than it was, and Philip Lindsay is exploiting that. And I'm very impressed with what he's done this year. I think he's, you know, he's got a lot of a lot of ground ahead of him if he decides to stick around. Man on a mission. Yeah, he's got something to prove. Yeah, play with a chip on his shoulder his whole career. Anger is a powerful motivator. Yeah. Ed Reed, Brian Dawkins. Think about that. Chip yeah. on their shoulder. Always. Yeah. Ed Reed. Oof. That guy. Nice. So good. good. Looked homeless. Yeah. Hit like a Mack truck. Yeah. Very good. Um, My Savage of the Week this week. Gotta be Christian McCaffrey. Buddy. 125 yards rushing, one touchdown. 112 yards receiving, touchdown. That is 28 touches for 237 yards and two touchdowns. 46 PPR points. Dude's an animal. Great game. Uh, Look for not the same, but pretty. He's going to do very well this weekend versus Tampa. Yeah. If I was Tampa, I would be game planning solely around Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Let Cam run wild. He's not as fast. True. Yeah. Uh, he's not. He's an animal. 
My savage of the week goes out to Michael Gallup, not due to his performance on the field, but due to the fact that he did come back to the field after he found out his brother committed suicide after the game last Sunday and still was out on the field on Thursday. Uh, it's not a lot of time to really recover and think about what happened about your brother, of course. So, I mean, to come out and want to play and want to help your team win a game, I feel like speaks volume about his character, as well as that I feel like he's going to be a pretty good contributing factor in the future for the Cowboys. And it's just nice kind of knowing that you you got a guy like that who wants to play regardless of any situation, not saying that it's a good thing that his brother killed himself, obviously, but knowing that he's wanting to help out any way he can all the time, regardless of situations, is nice to know. Yep. Sure it helped take his mind off of it for a while. So Sure. It's nice to see. He was, uh, I actually, I think I wrote about Michael, or I talked about Michael Gap at the beginning of the season. I thought he's going to be, I think he's going to be, a, it'll be a next year thing, but yeah. I, I was thinking late in the season he was going to be one of those guys that we were adding on the waiver wire, but see what happens. It's obviously late in the season, so. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely uh, a work in, progr- work in progress, but, you know. Not a Rome wasn't built in a day, so absolutely. With with that, this has ran a little bit late. So uh you guys uh you guys got any more you want to talk about? Mm, no. I don't. Plug the social medias in the blog and let's get the fuck out of here. Right now. I just put out a new blog on fringe playoff teams fighting for a wild card spot. You can read it on wordpress.com slash anything but basketball. You can follow us on Twitter at but basketball. You can follow us on Instagram at anything but basketball and Facebook at anything but basketball where all of our new content is uploaded right to the page. You can click it's easy access podcast is available on anchor uh, iPhone app podcast, the podcast app, I should say. Wow. Google Podcast, pretty much any platform where you can listen to it, it's there. Big one, Spotify. But uh, we're obviously open to listener questions, issues, answers, whatever you need. Hit us up on Facebook. You know, we do read the, the messages. So, especially if you ask me if you need to help a goat give birth, I'll give the best advice I can give. We'll so Google and, it. Uh, yeah, I'll we'll, Google something. Fuck we'll it. Google the shit out of it. Yeah, we'll figure something out for you. So just give us a, drop us a line, see what you think, and uh, we appreciate the listen. I'll see you guys later. Hold on. Mmm. Ad read. That smell. Smells like a fresh long cut grizzly wintergreen. <laughs> Nothing burns better than a nice fat lip of grizzly wintergreen. The taste, the burn. There's nothing like it. Go to your local gas station or convenience store today for adults 18 and older. Grizzly Wintergreen. Thank you, American Tobacco Company. Okay. So go ahead and uh, put some of that in your face as well. 
and we appreciate you listening. I'll see you later.